I want you to be ex- as excited as you were in the first one. I don't know what, you did, what I did in the first one. You were more excited. Okay. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... Our our creative creative zone. Welcome to another episode of Swept Together, the show where we talk about... Well, lately we've been talking about a relationship and just random other stuff. But we've also been talking to other couples as well about their businesses and how they work with their relationship. And we will be bringing you some more of those interviews next week. But first, this week, it's just us two. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So, um, but if you haven't heard those interviews um, or more of us just talking about (laughs) random stuff, um, you can go to our archives at swepttogether.com and just click around, check out our shows. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I think we have 57. This is 57. Yeah. So by the time you hear this, there will be 57 podcast episodes. Well, technically 58 because we had an episode zero. Oh, yeah. I always forget to add that one. Maybe like one of these days, somebody will be be like, how many episodes do you guys have? And it will be like 199. And then they're like, well, if you had 200, then we would have given you a million dollars. <laughs> and then we go, oh, but wait, we do have 200. Psych. There's an episode zero. <laughs> yep. We'll get to 200 and get to uh, get get a million dollars for that. I mean that's the that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> if anyone wants anyone wants to give us a million dollars for fifty eight episodes, that I would mean, be cool. <laughs> you know. We got to put in the time and uh, the work though, before okay. before the million dollars, the millions of dollars ro- come rolling in. Oh, all right. That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that's how you know, like artists, you know, they got to put in the time and be like starving artists for a little while and then they die and then they get a million dollars but i hope that (laughs) doesn't happen (laughs) that's terrible but not all artists are starving (laughs) the majority of artists are starving (sighs) anyway i think the internet has helped a lot of artists not be starving yeah i mean there's etsy now (laughs) i don't know how artists make money i have no idea well anyway what are we talking about this week we're talking about creativity and artists well i don't think artists are the only people that are creative i feel like they are i've never thought of myself as a creative person i don't know why well i think there is kind of this like dichotomy set up you know there's like the logic people and the creative people right the like and then l- i'm left I've, brain versus right brain i've always thought of myself as a logic based person but maybe it's just because i that's what i've been doing for the last you know like computer science is, yeah i mean i mean there's there's a class that, that i took on logic <laughs> and how computers work yeah i mean i definitely think that like there can be people whose strengths lean one way or the other, but like 99.99% of humans 
have two sides to their brain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't... It's That's a, a lot of people that still have one side. I mean, it's maybe more than 99.99, but I felt... Because there's 7 billion people in I the world. I felt pretty safe with at least that percentage. <laughs> All I'm saying is that most of us... Most of us have two sides to our brain. And I think this whole thing that like we can only use one side is kind of a myth. I don't know if I'm saying that I only use one side. I mean, I'm sure that there's some like level of creativity when it comes to things like programming and stuff like that. Not that I've done programming in a, lo a long time, but maybe it's just that, you know, I haven't felt like I've done creative things well, I Lately. think it just comes down to like your definition of creativity because you're like always coming up with ideas. Yeah. And that's but I'm not creating anything though. Like there's nothing tangible out of those except for just it's always just like in the idea phase and then I haven't created anything because you know, I don't know. I insert any kind of excuse. I'm too busy with work. <laughs> I'm doing this other thing and I've got this other project that I've got going on. Or, you know, it was like snowboarding and I was gone all weekend and some parts of the week because I was snowboarding or name other whatever excuse I've ever put out there. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. What do you think? No, I mean, I think that like part of the creative journey is resistance, right? Like there's this, there's kind of a comfort in your idea remaining like an idea because you can just have like the satisfaction of everyone being like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea without like the failure of trying it and it not working. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, or the investment that it takes to like, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm, I'm talking about because like you do like watercolor, for example. Yeah. And you've been doing it for a little while and you're really good at it. I don't know how to do any of that. It would look like, I don't know, like a Rorschach ink blot for me. Hey, I we've think. seen some of that stuff hanging in the museum. In the Met. <laughs> yeah. But they were the first ones to do it. They were like in the 1930s. They were like, I'm going to spray some paint all random and gooby. And then eventually it'll be in the Met. That's true. 80 years from now. But I bet you they starved. <laughs> or they died trying to trying to sell their stuff. And then once they died, they're like, oh, man, he's never going to make that again. I better buy it for a million dollars. Is that why you don't want to make anything? Because you think you're going to starve? Or die. Jeez. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I want to make something. You know, and then that's you know, I think the that's where I'm at right now is that I haven't made anything in my life. Yeah. I've always done like intellectual things, you know, that didn't tr produce a product, like a tangible something. Yeah. You know like we were having dinner with friends the other day and one of them was an architect. Mm -hmm. Like he could be like, I helped make that building right there and point <laughs> to something and then that would be true. 
I can't like right now in my life or in my career that I've ever, you know, I can't be like, I did something with that computer. You know what I mean? I didn't make any computers. I did, it was just like somebody can send off email. <laughs> Great. You know, or they, they changed their email system from one to another. So it's now the cutting edge in email. <laughs> but I mean, otherwise it's nothing that I've, I don't, I don't have any tangible product. I don't have anything that I can show you yeah. that, I sa- that I could be like, I helped make this. Even if I, if I was just like part of the team, even if I was just part of the team to make it, you know, maybe that would be satisfying to me right now. But like, I can't even say something like I made something. You know? Yeah. You can. You can like, you're like, hey, I made this video for people. Yeah. You know, you created something for somebody and it's out there now. And it's a like a not tangible product, but it's a visible product at least. You know, it's something that you can like point to and be like, that's something that I did. I made that with my two hands (laughs) and my computer. And yeah. my eyeballs, <laughs> but I I don't have that, and so that's where that, I'm. I, that's where I'm at. Is that your definition of of creativity then? I, yeah, because like cre- it's create. Yeah, actual actually creating a something. You know, I guess that's my logical side of the brain <laughs> thinking that that's what creativity is. Because sure, I can I can also be like, okay, if I create, you know, a you know, I I helped create the roadmap that we were going on on this trip. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's something. You know, we we made it together. Yeah. And we are so far more or less like 95% keeping on track with the places that we wanted to see. Maybe not exactly, but, you know. You helped more. me create this house. What do you mean? Well, it was like just an rv and then we made it our house yeah and i mean you did a lot of stuff in here yeah i mean like the manual labor we could have i could have outsourced that i wanted to outsource that because there's a (laughs) lot of work but you know that's to me is not you know the creative to me the the creative side having the idea and actually creating something tangible because you're like you were the one who was the creative one because you were like i want the cabinets to be painted this color and i want this backsplash like you chose that backsplash i did and then you know we we bought it you know and phil and i put it up Hmm. but it wasn't you know it wasn't something that I chose. It was just something that I put up. And any, you know, any person can can do that. That wasn't the creative part of it, I don't think. Mm. I guess that's not my ver- my vision of what creativity means. You know, yeah. creativity would be like taking an idea and making something out of it. You know, like making an actual tangible thing. Like this is your tangible work (laughs) you know like chihuly 
like Dale Chihuly. Mm -hmm. You know, we see a lot of his works in all of the museums that we have gone to. You know, the Denver Art Museum, the Boston Museum. Boston Museum. Museum. Yeah. And we've seen it at Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. There's some... Anyway, so there's Chihuly stuff there. And we saw a video in the Denver Museum when there was... Or not Denver. It was Seattle's. Well, yeah, it was the one in Seattle, and it was like he was there to supervise making the pieces of glass, but he he didn't make like probably most of the artwork of his like that that are attributed to him. I would I would think yeah. he would probably just supervise and like had some low level glass artists that he paid you know, mm -hmm. some hourly salary and then said, here, do this. No, make this this way. You know, he didn't actually touch it. But then he was, you know, he was like. The creative vision. Yeah, he had the creative vision. So that you're Dale Chihuly. I'm your low level peon. <laughs> 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 wow, I've never gotten to be Dale Chihuly in a <laughs> metaphor before. This is a great day. <laughs> yeah. I so, don't think um, our RV is going to end up in the Met. Well, it depends. <laughs> it could be a, you know, a road trip gallery that we sponsor once. We once have... we get our millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> first, we got to get to the f to the first million. And then we can talk about sponsoring halls in the Met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway. I don't no I don't I, I've never really seen myself as that creative and maybe that's what's bugging me right now in my life is like I don't have any creation there you go because like okay look what when we were at like Burning Man mm -hmm. you know they like people made stuff and then it was great because they got to interact or we got to interact with their creation and you know they you know it was just a thing they made it out of love and then maybe that's something i want to do let's make something for burning man let's start it off at burning man <laughs> yeah i kind of love that you have like expressed this recently because i think that was something that i initially like felt about you when we first met um, cause I remember you saying like, oh, I'm not creative. And I was like, that doesn't sound right to me, but I think it's been fun, like kind of watching your journey over the last two years and like, see you have this like desire to do something. But like, what creative. have I done? I don't think I've done anything. Well, no, what I'm saying is that, like, I think that it's good that you have this desire. Oh. And I think you should follow it. Hmm. Okay. But I don't know what to do, though. <laughs> that's where I'm, that's where I get stuck all the time. I have all these ideas, but then I don't really do anything with them. Well, I think... I mean, as, as someone who's, like, also an idea, like, a logic person who has a lot of, like, ideas, I think you just have to pick something and start doing it. 
Yeah. And like test. I mean, I wish there was like a way to know like this is going to be your thing. Um, but I feel like with creativity, you just kind of have to like honor the spark and like. What's that mean? Like. The, you didn't just come up with that, did you? I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not like quoting somebody if that's what you're asking. Ooh. So you did just come up with that. <laughs> I guess. I think that oh, man, that's so good. I think that like you know, those ideas See how creative you are, babe. <laughs> those ideas are like little sparks, you know? And like either you can like tend to them and like get them into you know, make them into a campfire or a bonfire or whatever. Or they're just going to, like, go out. And you can't do, like, a ton of them at once. you just got to, like, like, the one that you have, you've got to honor it. I guess, like, it's kind of was this, um, so th- uh, there's this Elizabeth Gilbert book called Big Magic. I'm sure no it's one not on you the- pray love. No one on the internet's ever heard of it, I'm sure. Because <laughs> um, everybody else is heard of her other book. Yeah. Um... But she talked about how creativity or like how creative ideas are like these little like jellyfish. I I am making kind of a jellyfish hand gesture, but <laughs> um, no, they're they're kind of like these ideas will just like they're like little spirits like they'll land on you. And and you can either like do something or not. And if you don't, then they'll kind of like just pick up and move on to somebody else and like somebody else will will like bring the idea because there's like these ideas just like in the ether wanting to be created kind of thing hmm. but i think that like was she made that is that before or after the eat pray love book after it's like pretty recent her oh. re- most recent book okay um but i think like the the idea of that that i liked is that is that like if an idea comes to you you have to like you know it's kind of like a relationship right if if you came into my life and I didn't like devote any time to you or talk to you or like you know show you any affection or interest like eventually you'd be like Okay, I'm I'm going to go find somebody else to like spend my time with. Mm. And I think our like creative muse or like our our ideas are kind of like that, you know? Like if you don't like you're never going to know what's going to what would happen in a relationship if you just go on a 100 first dates, but with different people, but you never go on a second date. And I think, like, with ideas, you kind of have to, like, spend some time with them and, like, Mm. test them and see. Yeah, you have to take them beyond the, like, the first date phase, I guess. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that that really makes sense because I've made that, you know, to somebody before. Like, given that same advice to somebody before when it comes to dating. Mm. I mean, like, you can't just expect to know everything on the first date and then if you don't give it some time to or to cultivate that relationship. So you're saying that creativity is like a relationship? I think so. Huh. 
Kind of. I've actually never heard you say that before. When did you come up with that? Did you just come up with that right now? Uh, We're so creative. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I don't think that I've ever said it that way either. Um, but it makes sense. So I said it. <laughs> well, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. What did, What have you found in your life that, you know, helped you become or cultivate your creativity for something? Can you give an example? Mm. I think like there's there's two like phases, right? There's like the inspiration phase and then there's the like action phase. So like we went to we spent the last two weeks, one in Boston and one in or outside of Boston and one outside of New York. And so we like did two museums in one weekend, which was awesome. Yeah. Two really in good two days. Two really good museums. In two days. Yeah. We did it on Friday, Friday and then it's Saturday. Oh, Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Um and so that was like really inspiring. Um we did the Boston Museum of Fine Art and then the Met in New York. And I think there's that aspect of like giving your brain space to like you know, I think there's like a lot of like mindless consuming that we do in our lives. And so like kind of intentional enjoyment uh is like when I get those opportunities, I really um I like them a lot. What do you mean by mindless consuming? Well, like we're taking in information all day long. You know, we're like scrolling Facebook or we're, you know, seeing billboards on the highway or we're watching TV or we're even like reading books or, you know, there, like there's a lot of like input of information and not all of it's necessarily like stuff that's going to make us better, right? It's just either neutral or it's like, you know, if it's the news, it's probably like making you less excited about the world <laughs> yeah um and then there's like times where like um you know like when we go to the museum or like when we're you know hiking or stuff it's kind of like I give my brain the space to like have like creative ideas and creative that's when you have your creativity i don't usually yeah i don't usually have like creative ideas when i'm like scrolling facebook or instagram or when i'm like knee deep in a project on my computer like it's usually when i give myself space from the project that i have the idea and then you have to actually like write it down write it down or like you know take a step towards i never write anything it. down or even just doing like a voice memo. I never do a voice memo. <laughs> Maybe I should start doing that. Um, but I think too there's like... I don't know. It, it's a practice. I, I don't really claim to have it perfected. But... I mean far from it. But I think that there's like... You kind of have to like give that 
you know, if you go back to the relationship idea, you have to spend time with the person or with the idea. And I think we we're so like busy like putting sensory input in ourselves all the time that like we don't like give ourselves enough chance to like cultivate our own thing you know hmm maybe that's why you know like writers is that why i think maybe writers go away to you know like who is it like waltman was waltman when he went to like the pond right like uh waltman walt whitman went to i think walden a lot of pond no was walden just... was a uh, thoreau right thoreau okay so thoreau went to the pond which was out in the middle of nowhere i think yeah i think there is kind of like that idea of you know separating yourself in some way um to just focus on stuff i feel like the last couple of weeks we've talked about focus and yeah. like focusing and that's the most important thing is to focus on one aspect or one thing that you want to really accomplish right and maybe that's the same thing yeah i think that that's you know i think that's true it, we have like a limited amount of time and energy in our day and i think it's easy to like get exhausted by trying to invest in a lot of different things at once hmm. but you know being willing to like test the waters and then you know kind of see see if it's working and then if it's not working be like okay well i tried and release it and go on to something else because i think there is too then the other side of it that you're like you know you don't want to let go because you don't want to be alone kind of thing hmm. and you're like what if i never have a great idea again but i think i mean you have so many ideas that like you could for the next year work on one idea a month and like you know not be at a loss for ideas i bet yeah i mean it's still it like i said it's i mean i have ideas but i never really do anything with them they just sit there and then they probably i forget it because i don't write it down mm -hmm. or voice memos we already discussed <laughs> i don't have the i don't have that discipline maybe i should and then just after a time i'll have it and then i'll look at it and be like this is what i should do now you know i'll, I'll have all these ideas and then yeah So maybe that's what I should do. And that's because then then I can actually create something that would be sweet. Yeah. Because I don't have anything. I don't I don't feel like I make anything. And maybe that's just because, you know, I have lots of friends that do lots of creative things. Yeah. And then I see all of them and I'm like, I want to do that, too. <laughs> like a me, too, you know? Yeah. And. Maybe that's. Maybe I'm, am I having a midlife crisis? Am I in the middle of my life right now? I hope not. Because I'm, I am getting older. When is, when do we, when do people have midlife crises? When is it appropriate time for me to have a midlife crisis? 
Well, I'd like you to live until at least a hundred. So you can have a midlife crisis at 50. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't promise a hundred. That's a lot. Uh, that seems like a way a lot. I mean, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. Well, we'll really have to figure out our retirement savings plan then. Because <laughs> if and I don't want to work. And maybe start taking vitamins. <laughs> yeah. And doing that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll gladly take as many years as I can get. Okay. I just picked a high number because I'd like to have you for around for as long as possible. Okay. So in between <laughs> that time, I will start writing down my ideas on what should i write it down on i could put it on my phone i mean there's a notes notepad thing yeah so i could do that and then i don't know what else should i do well what did you think about well why don't i do that first okay because we talked about focus yeah so let me just focus on the one thing and that's the one thing that i'll focus on for the next f in november Okay. You're doing your NaNoWriMo in November. I'm yeah. doing National Idea Writing Down Month. <laughs> National Idea Documentation Month. NaIdomo. Nat <laughs> yeah. Because you're doing NaNoWriMo again this year. Yeah, which is National Novel Writing Month for those of you who are listening and right. not know. If you want to listen to last year's November episodes, we also talk about NaNoWriMo because <laughs> you also did. You okay. did all of your content. See, how yeah. do you do that? I can't even do that. You wrote all of your content for all of the things that you wanted to write for 2017, for all of 2017. You did it all in one month. Yeah. You, you got all of your everything that you wanted to do for two, the whole year. You got it knocked out in one month. That's just amazing to me that you can do that. <laughs> I have no idea how you did it or it's, how you do it. It's quite the labor. I'm, I guess. I'm but, like having a struggle this year, but we'll see. I, even if I was, if I, if I had no, if I had nothing on my plate at all, if I was, if I was Thoreau and I was <laughs> at Walden Pond and it was November and I knew it was national novel writing month i would probably screw around until november 29th and then finally start writing <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and then i and then at november 30th i'll be like well i've got three pages <laughs> that's good yeah that's uh, that's what i have found in the past for me that that's how it goes down when it comes to creativity. And then you is like knock out 50,000 plus words. <laughs> and then you're like, now I have all of my content for the entire year for my audience. And then you just, you don't even have to worry about 2000, you know, for an entire year. You don't have to worry about what to write and what to say and all that kind of stuff. You already did it all. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Tell me how you do that. Uh, 
Well, I think I'm, like, collecting and writing down ideas all year, right? Like, preparing. When I hear somebody say, I wish I knew how to do X, Y, Z, then I'll make a note, you know. And... Where? Um, I think I had it in a, like, an Evernote. Oh. File thing. Um, and then I do an outline, but I think, like, part of what makes NaNoWriMo, like, so awesome for creativity and, like, really pushing yourself, because it really is, like, anyone who's done it knows that it's, like, a lot of work, um, but I think the practice of, one, doing it every day, um, and two, the like creative um atmosphere like atmosphere like everybody you know I always try to go to a couple like in-person write-ins you know where everybody's writing but also like there's you know the Facebook group and the website where you can see like people's word counts rising and there's this community around it and I think like something that I've realized since I've been on the road is like how important having those like creative, that creative community around me is because you know that like there's somebody else out there who's like having the same struggles that you're having um, and they're pushing through them too and they're putting stuff out there into the world and so. And then that helps push you. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I can do that. You know, I had a friend recently who, like, posted a picture of her work on Instagram. It was, like, a watercolor painting. And she was like, meh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's really cool, you know. And, like, it was nice, that vulnerability in that community of somebody being like, ah, like, I made this thing, but I'm, like, not really that sure about it. But then as the, like viewer I can see it and be like dude that looks awesome but then you know that like when you're creating something and you put it out there and you're like eh like there's probably somebody looking at it and being like wow that's so cool like I wish I could do something like that Hmm. and so I think there's like it's really I think that's why like you know back in the day they had those like writers clubs and you know the like artists would all hang out with each other and like smoke opium yeah sure (laughs) i'm not recommending opioids um but like they would spend time together and they would kind of like feed off of each other's energy i feel like you Mm know um and so i think that's part of what makes nanowrimo like magic is because there's that community of like everybody writing and you know everybody else is like suffering through it too so you're gonna like suffer through it Mm. um at least that helps me a lot stay motivated when I know that I have people keeping me accountable. Okay. Well, it gives me some ideas for my idea idea writing month. That's it. That's and, what I'll do this month. That's and all I'm I think doing. that the other thing about NaNoWriMo that's good is that they're very like anti-editing. Yeah. Um, they're like, you can edit later, you know, edit in January, edit. Um, and so 
there's just, you know, just create, just get the idea out there, just get the words on paper. You can come back and edit it later, you know? And of course I edited all of my content that I put out this year. I went back and edited it or I added it. I added details or, you know, maybe tweaked an example or whatever. So it's not like I, I finished everything. You yeah, know, it was just, just like, I just got the words out there and then was able to go back and, um, you're trying, you're not trying to make it perfect the first time around. Right. Right. So I think that's, so that's also a part of creativity too, is just the, oh, totally. the movement, like totally. doing it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I believe in you. Thanks, babe. What do you think about doing the sweep up? That sounds lovely. What made you feel love today, baby? Um, what made me feel love today, and this is true of every driving day, so it'll be the same tomorrow, is that <laughs> you guide us through. You, you basically, the day before, you always look at the our, our trucker road atlas, mm-hmm. and then you go to the Good Sam website to, to do the you know, the, to make sure we don't fall off a cliff or drive under a bridge that's too low. Yeah. And I don't even have to think about it. I just, I just drive and then you tell me where to go. And then that makes me feel loved because like now I know, you know, I can just concentrate on driving and not worry about like what's going on in the road ahead because you'd already mapped out our route. Yeah. So then I don't have to worry that, you know, that we're going the wrong place or whatever. So that makes me feel loved that you spend time doing that, you know, every Friday or Saturday night. You're welcome, babe. Or in this case, Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Road trip weekend. What about you, babe? What makes you feel loved today? Mm. Mm. Made me feel loved that we stopped so we stopped for lunch and it was like a mile walk from the rv to the lunch room establishment yeah the lunch building where all the food was and we got all the way back to the rv and you realized we realized that like stuff was missing from our food and it just made me feel really loved that you were like, hey, I'm going to go back and get this stuff. And, you know, it's like we could have, you know, we could have made it work, but you were just like, I'm going to go get, you know, I'm going to go get it. And that, like, made me feel really loved that you just, like, took care of that and was willing, were willing to, like, go walk a mile to get our ketchup packets. <laughs> so that made me feel loved. You're welcome, babe. And what about you guys out there? Uh, what made you guys feel loved today or this week? Um, let us know in the show notes at swepttogether.com slash episode 57. 57. Yeah, or you could just leave comments um, hit us in up general. On, on social media at swept together we're on facebook and instagram and twitter and twitter yeah well we're not really ever on twitter <laughs> so d- 
Uh, so find us on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. So that's really where we're like yeah. hanging out. So. Oh, and if you have any ideas and tips about how to be more creative, like what do you do for creativity? How do you get, how do you get creative? Yeah. Let us know, or more specifically, let me know, <laughs> so that I can be more creative. Because hey, I'm kind of like I'm always looking for ideas too. So. Yeah. Okay. Let us know, because <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Um. Yeah. And if you have any, um relationship advice for a newly married couple like us we would love to hear them we were just talking about this too the other day like what do what do women get as advice like guys always get like happy wife happy life that's just the you know the thing that people say but what do what's the equivalent for women i don't know and neither do you apparently i I didn't get a lot of (laughs) advice this time around i guess people were just like yeah she'll figure it out yeah All right. Well, thanks for (laughs) listening, guys. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Like, I've been in my cave all day. Now I just want to play. Did you just put him back in his cave? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing like that? <laughs> because I was Why trying to be excited. <laughs> just don't look at me. Uh, literally never wants to play with his toys. Only wants to play with him while we're recording a podcast. No, I want to make something. You're an asshole, cowboy. Sounds like it's right over us now. How are you literally never play with this thing? Are the hiccups? <laughs>